Welcome to the Secret Lair Drive-In with your hosts, D-Dub and Stratosphere. The Secret Lair Drive-In is dedicated to bringing you the finest in B-movie entertainment news and reviews. And now, on with the show. Welcome to this very special, and I don't mean in a blossom sense, episode of the Secret Lair Drive-In. This is our one-year anniversary, and in honor of that, we are hosting the first annual Larry Awards. And why are they called the Larry Awards? Because it's the Secret Lair Drive-In. Yeah, I know. I came up with it dur- during a bad moment at work, but hey. Hey, it works for me. Right. I am your host. Your illustrious, fearless leader, the one and only D-Dub, and next to me at the podium is my co-host Supreme and co-presenter, Stratosphere. Hi, kids. Now, we have to apologize for the slight echo we're having, but we're recording in this in this huge hall. Uh, you can barely hear the audience. They're all abuzz um, at, you know, the excitement to come. So, uh, got a few disclaimers we're going to get into, and first of all, our... our contact information we can always be contacted at secret podcast at gmail.com okay and well i'll tell you what why don't you tell us who did our results and who did the voting okay well our material was voted on by the national academy of b-movie arts and sciences good old good old nab mass <laughs> and uh all results all results have been tabulated by the accounting firm of dewey cheatham and Howe. Yep, and during the course of this evening's festivities, because we are recording in the early evening, we will be inducting the first the first members and the first class of the SDLI, that's Secret Lair Drive-In, Hall of Fame, as SLDI. well. SLDI. SLDI, yes. I know, that's what you said. Uh, as well as awarding our first annual... Awarding our first annual. Well, it's, it's online, so it's an e-board. Get it? Oh, there you go. Okay, you're ahead of the curve, dude. Hey, I dressed Miami Vice before they did. That's right. Uh, and after. <laughs> you kidding? I still do. Uh, <laughs> oh. A pastel never goes out of style. Yep. Um, now my train of thought is completely. Oh, we will also be inducting the very first member. And the very first recipient of the Golden Flush Award for Worst Movie of the Year. Yes. 
and one of our voters for the Hall of Fame will receive a copy of our Golden Flush winner. Yes. Would you like Would you like to present the first award? Okay. Well, all right. Okay, we're going to go with um, our nominees for... Okay, well, I'll throw, I'll throw out my, my one surprise to you. Go right ahead. The uh, award for Best Stop Motion Animation in one of the movies that we reviewed, and the you would think the uh, award winner would be Mad Monster Party, but it's actually Fiend Without a Face. Uh, that's the only one I can think of that we <laughs> that we had for that. Okay, I'll tell you what. Why don't we throw out one of the biggies? Okay. We'll start off with Best Actress in one of these wonderful films. Okay. Uh, my nomination was for... Uh, I, I can never remember the name. What is the name again? Kumi Mizuno. Kumi Mizuno for Monster Zero or Attack of Monster Zero. And the only, the main reason why I gave it to her is because she plays, I want to say, three or four different roles. There, she basically looks like herself. Okay. The rest of the nominees in the category would oh, okay. be Marilyn Clark, who played Tina in Horror of Party Beach. Right. Susan Cabot from The Wasp Woman. That is that is the title character? The title character. Okay. And, of course, Julie Newmar for her work as Catwoman. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're going to... Well, we'll get into that later. Okay. <laughs> and our winner is... Kumi Mizuno? Kumi Mizuno for hey, Monster I Zero. I almost pronounced it right that time. Yay, me. <laughs> okay. Next up we have... All right, I'm going to go with um, Most Pleasant Surprise Award. This is, okay. this is the award for one that we really had either low expectations or no expectations, and it turned out to be a pretty darn good little flick. Okay, and our nominees are? Uh, my nominee for that one is uh, Daimajin. Okay, also with that, Children Shouldn't Play With Dead Things. Absolutely. Um, and as I'm looking down my list here, Okay, we have a two-horse race here. Okay, and I would say the winner would be Daimajin. Ah, uh, yes, Daimajin. Just for the simple fact that uh, I had years ago seen Children Shouldn't Play With Dead Things, so I kind of had a little bit of an idea, even though I'd mostly forgotten about it. But Daimajin, I only found out about maybe a month before we reviewed it, and so that one came out of left field. Very pleasant surprise. Okay, next up we have Best Creature best creature Design in a Horror Film. And our nominees are uh, The Fiend Without a Face, Legion from Gamera 2. And it, I, oh, go ahead. And I want to throw this one out there. Go ahead. Uh, believe it or not, Godzilla from Godzilla Mothra and King Ghidorah, Giant Monsters All Out Attack, just because he looks so badass. Ah, Zombie Godzilla. Zombie Godzilla. And the final two nominees for this category of creature design would be Gyron from Gamera vs. Gyron and the Smog Monster for Swimming oh. Turd. Yeah, I don't know about that one. And the Larry goes to... Um, I don't know. What, what do you think? I've always been partial to the fiends, personally. Okay, it's it's certainly uh, all the other ones are deserving, but I'd say that's probably the most original of all of them. Okay, so our winner is the fiend without a face, otherwise known as the crawling brains. <laughs> okay, crawling brain with the uh, spinal cord attached. Yes. 
we're going to go with our first inductee into the Hall of Fame. Uh, this particular one was recommended to us by Trevor Rukert, and he he nominated, and we are inducting House on Haunted Hill with Vincent Price. Yes, and uh, a fine little film that is, and again, as as is the case with a lot of these films that we review, even taking in the uh, I don't I don't want to say the oldness, but the the vintage, let's say, of, oh, okay. of, of the films. You know, the fact that they a lot of these came out in the fifties. Mm-hmm. Even taking that into effect, House on Haunted Hill has got some really effective moments and uh, actually some pretty darn good acting, all things considered. Okay, so our first Hall of Fame member has been inducted. Uh, how about we do? Let me see. I only have one nominee for this one. Best Corpse. Uh, okay, my my nominee would be uh, the the original Corpse from Children Shouldn't Play with Dead Things. That would be Orville. Orville, yes. Okay, Orville, congratulations on your Larry. That was the only one you had too. That's huh? the only one I had too. <laughs> Great minds think alike, folks. Hey, there you go. Okay. Okay, let's see. Where should we go from here? Let's see. What do we got? How about a fun one? If you if you got one handy, otherwise otherwise I got one right here. Okay, I'll go with. Um, all right, worst plot hole. Let's let's throw that one out there. Now go right ahead. I've been twisting my brain over this one, and I cannot. Okay, well, the, the I mean, there's a couple of these movies that are complete plot holes, but. Well, I will give you that. Probably the one that uh, I had the most problem with was. Uh, Horror of Party Beach, where where they you know find out what kills them, that that acid or whatever it is, uh, sodium or sodium. Yep. And they just not only happen to have it uh, in the lab, and the uh, the cleaning lady happens to just accidentally discover, but it turns out they're able to go into town, get a whole mess of this stuff, and get it back to. Um, you know, kill the creatures all within a matter of like an hour. This isn't a Peter Jackson. I mean, the movie was kind of short. Well, I realize that, but it, it, again, just in terms of uh, you know, gaping, gaping plot or maybe uh, contrivance is the word I'm looking for. But it was just sort of like, yeah, right. Okay. Well, we've already done most pleasant surprise. How about biggest disappointment? Okay. Now. I had a couple nominees with this one. The the two that I came up with were, believe it or not, Godzilla Raids Again. Okay. And also Godzilla versus the Smog Monster. Okay, well, I have to throw one in there that mainly with the pedigree you would have thought it would have been better. Oh, and, and, and I, I will have another one, too, uh, The Raven. I was going to say Revenge of Frankenstein. Really? Yes, that was a very disappointing film to me. Uh, boy, now that's very interesting to hear you say that, because you seemed like you kind of liked it when we originally reviewed it. But Ah, but we're going for biggest disappointment. I was expecting much more out of it than I received. Really? Yep. I, okay. I will respectfully disagree, but I, I support your right to make that nomination. <laughs> okay, and the Larry goes to... I'm going to go with... Godzilla vs. the Smog Monster, for the simple fact that, you know, as, as I said in the initial review, I, I begged and pleaded to, when I was a kid, to be taken to this movie, and 
actually getting the chance to watch it all these years later, it, it's sort of like, what the hell is this? <laughs> okay, well, that, br- that brings us to our second Hall of Fame inductee. Tom Allison from Florida has recommended this one. Okay. It, guess what it is? Godzilla vs. the Smog Monster? Godzilla vs. the Smog Monster. You are now a member of the SDLI Hall of Fame. Does that mean I don't have to watch it again? <laughs> We're going to put it down in the vault. Okay. Our vault flushes. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like the, it's like the Disney vault, but the drapes aren't as nice. <laughs> oh, there you go. Okay. All right. Okay. Go ahead. All right, I'll I'll throw this one out there. Now, th- th- we're going to have a difference of opinion, I think, on this one. Uh, the category is Best Villain. Okay, I I had a different wording for that, but... Okay, well... well or, I think it might actually be a different category. Let's see where you go with this. And okay, we'll, well, Best Villain, you know, when when you're talking Best Villain, you're talking uh, just who who's got the best concept of, of overall evil that it's it's just really fun to watch them and and you you know you want to boo and hiss in theory okay and the two nominees I have for this would be um, uh, Vincent Price in both Dr. Fibes movies and Peter Cushing as Dr. Frankenstein okay I have to throw one out here too okay Boris Karloff from The Raven I would agree with that I would agree with that. Okay, so let's uh, let's find out who wins the Larry. We got a three-sided die anywhere? <laughs> <laughs> they actually make them, you know. I, I I've seen them. Yeah, <laughs> they're yeah. Okay, I'm gonna go. See, I don't really view Five so much as a villain. I mean, he has a specific reason for doing it. Plus, those movies are just so fun. It's hard to think of him as a villain. Exactly, but I I didn't I didn't want any of our viewers to think that. You know, Wait a minute, you you reviewed. Uh, fives. Why? Why isn't it on there? So we we acknowledge that he was technically speaking a villain, but I will say best villain would be uh, Peter Cushing as uh, Doctor Frankenstein. Okay, Peter Cushing. Congratulations and, and on the Larry. The, the The main reason I would uh, am giving it to him is just the fact that he's just such a real bastard throughout this movie, and, and he's cocky, too, which is always what you want to look for in a villain. Oh, he's Peter freaking Cushing. Well, that's true. Okay, my next character. Well, um, okay. actually, now, speaking of villains, uh, I do want to acknowledge, as all award oh, ceremonies do, go. we would like to a- acknowledge uh, some people that, that we lost this year. Uh, as Speaking of villains, we lost the great J.R. Ewing, Larry Hagman. Yes, and just so everyone knows, this year, uh, the Larrys are named in his honor. Yes, but just for this year. After that, they're... Serendipity. <laughs> yeah. We After th- that, it's the secret Larrys. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. And, uh, see, we lost um, Jonathan Winters. Yep. True and genius. We uh, just wa- we just lost another genius a couple of days ago. Uh, yes, uh, the inimitable uh, Ray Harryhausen. Uh, fame, fame for uh, his stop motion animation, which we had in an earlier category, and uh, we also lost the great Del Tenney, who was the director or producer of Horror Party Beach. I forget which, or is it both? I don't know off the top of my head. I want to say he was the director. Let's just say he's he the creator. Been. Yeah, because it was there a would di- have been no Horror Party Beach without Del Tenney. Absolutely. So, uh, 
a tip of the old secret layer hat, uh, or a doffing of the hat, I should say, and uh, may they all rest in peace. Okay, our next our next category character we most wanted to see die in one of these movies. Ooh. Okay, I've got two. Um, we have Alan from Children Shouldn't Play With Dead Things because he was such a prick. Yeah, I'll, I'll anyway. give you that one for sure. And the other one was just one of these little smug guys. He was actually in the movie The Wasp Woman. I don't know what the guy's name was, but it was the guy that was always smoking the pipe. I wanted to see him die. Oh, okay. Um... All right, I will agree with uh, both of those. Um, there was a smug guy, I want to say, in Haunted Hill. That uh, I think the guy that are you okay? Just oh, to, wait a minute. The guy, the smug guy in House on Haunted Hill, was the psychologist or whatever. Yeah. Who specialized in hysteria. Hysteria. That's right. Yeah. But I, I would say the Larry has to go to, Alan. Yeah. It, it's when he finally got his. Aside from that WTF moment where the zombies all look at him like, "Really? You, you gave up your girlfriend? Really? I, I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's it, it's it was a great little movie, and it was kind of unintentionally funny. But the zombies all look at him. The girlfriend looks at him. I think if he had a mirror nearby, he'd be looking at himself like, "Wow, <laughs> I went there." Oh, okay. Uh, next category would be Best American Actor in a Japanese Movie. And the nominees are uh, Nick Adams in Monster Zero. Okay. Russ Hamblin in War of the Gargantuas. Okay. And the the little boy whose name escapes me, I think his name is Tom something or other, in uh, Gamera vs. Gyron. Okay, and the Larry goes to... Mr. Russ Tamblin. Congratulations, and say hi to Amber while you're at it. Yeah, if you can find her. <laughs> okay, uh, I think it's time for another inductee into the Hall of Fame. Okay. This one comes from Will Deerdorf, and I hope I'm pronouncing that right. If not... It's Will Deerdorf Third, I do believe. I believe you're right. We want, we want to mix him up with all the other Will Deerdorfs, but... Uh, his his nominee and newest inductee into the Hall of Fame would be Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla. Okay, good choice. Bonus. Okay, one more to go in that in that category. Okay, unless of course we're going to put in our own, which we could depending on how we do with time. It's how we roll. Okay, um, I will throw out uh, category is best cheesecake. All right. And we're, we're talking gr- gratuitous uh, flashing of skin. Okay. Yeah. It, it, any part of the body you care to name, but uh, I, my nomi- I have my nominee, even though I can't think of the actress or the character she plays. Go ahead. Okay. It's um, the, the, the shrewish ex-wife or, or soon-to-be ex-wife from The Raven, the one Lenore. Ah, yes. Lenore. Yeah. She's, she's got a... A, a dress that is cut down to there and then some, and she she kind of uh, inhales a lot, shall we say? I would say. Yeah. Okay. I actually have several nominees for this category. Okay. We have Kim Parker from Beat Without a Face. All right. The towel scene that appears for like. Oh, the towel scene. Yes. Ooh. The towel scene. Wow, this, I'd forgotten about that. 
this next actress, I don't have a particular scene in mind, but I love saying her name and love watching her on the screen. Kumi Mizuno for uh, Monster Zero and War of the Gargantuas. Okay. Oh, yeah, she was in both. That's right. Yes, she was. Working with American actors in both of them. Okay. And my final nominee, Julie Newmar for her wonderful work <laughs> as the Catwoman. Okay. Yeah, Ju- Julie's going to get a Lifetime Achievement Award, I think, next year. And, uh, well, okay, you... I had I had my nominee, but you've swayed me through the through the simple power of uh, refreshing my memory. So I will give it to uh, the the girl from Fiend Without a Face for the towel scene. Kim Parker. Kim Parker. Yeah. Yummy, 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 <laughs> all the way, big time. I I had forgotten about that. So thank you for that. But we love you, Julie. I'm gonna be alone in my bunk. <laughs> okay. Well. Okay. Let's induct our final. Fan nominated oh, well, member. We, Go ahead. We, we do have uh, one more major award. Well, we can do that after we do this one. Okay, that's fine. I, I didn't... All right, go ahead. This will be our final fan nominated member of the Hall of Fame. Okay. This comes from... I know I'm going to butcher the guy's last name, but it looks like Don Theobald of the Cuyahoga Kaiju Club, who nominated Gamera 2 Attack of Legion. Okay. Also, the ver- the very first one we ever did. He actually nominated the entire the entire trilogy, but we only did that one so far. Yeah, especially since we're going to be doing uh, the first part of the trilogy in a couple we- uh, couple shows, I believe. That's right. Uh, two shows down the road. Right. Okay. Now you said you had one. Uh, we have at least at least one category. I don't know how many more you have, but uh, uh, for well, actually, no. There are two categories that I know of left. Uh, okay. First one is best actor. Okay. And what you got? Okay, uh, I'm actually going to nominate. I'm going to say best actor, and I'm not. I'm not going to say for a specific film. Uh, Boris Karloff because he he was in both uh, Mad Monster Party and also The Raven. Okay, I had John Scott who played Hank from Horror of Party Beach. Oh, Hank! Yeah, okay. <laughs> Okay, and, and I, 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 it's, it's hard to give a best actor and actress when these films are, are so cheesy to begin with. You know, it, it's almost you, you almost have to do it ironically. Why do you think Hank, Hank got it? Exactly, but uh, you know, I, I'm sorry, Karloff is such a class act. It's got to go to got to go, go to, to Boris. Okay, congratulations, Boris, best actor at the Larry Awards. Yes, and now having said that. There may be some of our faithful listeners who are screaming at their computers or iPods or whatever. What about Vincent Price? And don't for, and don't think we have forgotten about the legendary Mr. Price because Vincent Price is the winner of the first ever Vincent Price Lifetime Achievement Award. Congratulations! And you know, a, a really strange thought occurred to me. Probably one of the crappiest roles in in movies would have to be the role of Vincent Price's wife in anything he's ever done. Um, why do you say that? Well, they either die, they're already dead, they're or they're or they're cheating on him. Yeah. At while we're in that vein, okay, I have I have a category here: best corpse in a recurring role. Ooh, an occurring role. I don't I don't have anything for that. 
I have I have one nominee, and that would be who's going to win this, by the way. Okay. Caroline Monroe for Doctor Fives and Doctor Fives Rises Again. Oh yes, she's technically she's technically a corpse in that. Oh, she is dead. Okay. It's not like she was in suspended animation or anything. He was just keeping her corpse around. Oh, okay. Not not Volnavia, the wife. The wife. Oh, that's she was, right. She was uncredited, but it was indeed Caroline Monroe. That's right. And at some point next year, Miss Monroe will be making another appearance. Okay. And for those of you who don't know, that's Star Crap. I mean, uh, Star Crash. Okay. <laughs> at some point. I actually heard a... Uh a promo for her on uh, the B Movie cast, or she, uh, yes. she was uh, doing a little. This is she got that wonderful British accent. Yep. It's like oh, so hot. <laughs> Old enough to be my mother, probably, but oh, okay. so hot. <laughs> Let's see. I have a couple more categories here. Okay. Oh, I I do okay. have another category, but go ahead, go ahead with yours. Uh, I was going to say best kaiju battle. Ooh, okay. I have the final battle from Godzilla, Mothra, and King Ghidorah, Giant Monsters All Out Attack. Okay. Uh, the the Planet X battle from Monster Zero. All right. Why do I have Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla? That's not what I wanted. <laughs> and Gamera versus Legion. Boy, tough call. I boy. In term in terms of the battle being cool. I would I would give it to GMK in terms of special effects. I would give it to uh, Gamera versus Legion. So what, okay, what, what we are going to do this scientifically. We're going to flip the coin of justice. Ah, <laughs> uh, justice! You're a harsh mistress. Okay, heads will be GMK. Tails will be. Gamera. This is so exciting. And the winner is. The final battle from Godzilla, Mothra, and King Ghidorah, Giant Monsters All-Out Attack. And this is not rigged, folks. He, he did it live. I, w- I will sign an affidavit. <laughs> okay, while we're in that lane, how about best rubber-suited performance? Okay. I've got Gyron from Godzilla, or Gamera versus Gyron. Or, or as I like to refer to it, the, uh, the, the, the walking steak knife. Yeah, it, well, it looks more like he's got a machete for a nose. There you go. Uh, Daimajin from Daimajin. Godzilla from GMK. King Caesar from Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla. Yes, you will believe a monster can sleep. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I just made that up. <laughs> that wasn't written down. <laughs> that was pretty dark funny. And then uh, Godzilla from Monster Zero. And yes, I'm talking about the dance. Oh, okay. Um, my vote on that one... I got again. I got to go with uh, Godzilla from GMK. There's just, there's just something about the the zombie Godzilla that is just if if when they do the 2014, they, they have him look mm-hmm. anything approaching that. This thing is going to be like one of the best Godzillas ever. All so. right. So our winner is Godzilla from GMK. Congratulations! Two categories in a row. Okay. Uh, now. I've got, uh, well, we, we may go for a third because I've got probably the silliest category we, we have yet. And that category would be longest Japanese credit. <laughs> now, there, there are two mini categories with this. Longest title and longest Japanese name. I actually did research on this. I Amazing. Am, uh, I am stunned. Okay, yeah. well, 
uh, the obvious winner is for longest title would be Godzilla, Mothra, and King Ghidorah, Giant Monsters, All Out Attack. All right. Now, the two credits I found, uh, each with, with nine letters in their first and last names, Tashiyuki Nagashima, who I believe was in uh, Gamera 2, playing the general. Okay. And Keiichiro Katsumoto, and I didn't write down what movie they're in, but the, the, those longest... Oh, let's l- give... we got to give something to the Gamera, so let's go with Gamera. Okay. All right. Even though they were the same length. <laughs> okay, now we're... Before we, inter- before we induct our first Golden Flush Award for Worst Movie of the Year, I think we should oh, do... I- Okay. I, have, I have one more little minor award. Uh, best stunt work, and the the sole nominee is Gamera in Gamera vs. Gyron for his amazing work uh, for his dismount off the pole. <laughs> I, you know, we talked about that, and it still caught me off guard. <laughs> I'm sorry. That is arguably the cheesiest effect in any movie we reviewed this year. And, and I, I, it, I actually re- rewound... Uh, well, rewound, but I, I put the movie back as it was playing on my computer. I, I watched that thing like three or four times just because it was like, really? Wow. So cool. Okay, before we do the worst of the worst, I'm going to give my three nominees for movie of the year. Okay. Mine would be GMK, okay. Gamera 2, or Daimajin. All right. Um, I will actually agree with all three of those nominees. I think Although okay, I will I will take away Gamera two and I will add War of the Gargantuas just because it's an old favorite. Okay, I would say the Larry goes to Daimajin. I would say so. Uh, definitely a dark horse uh, contestant. I certainly I don't think either of us was really that familiar with it, but I I thought it was an amazing movie and uh, as we had talked a while back. Now uh, I think we both have the the second and third movies, so those are definitely going to be in the rotation at some point. Yep. And like I like to say, if you haven't seen it, why not? Why not? Okay. And here we are. We've gone from the highest of the highs. Now it's time to go to the lowest of the lows. Okay. With the first annual Golden Flush Award. This is a movie that in my opinion is so bad it needs to be Put into a vault, buried, sealed in concrete, dropped into the ocean. And then we're going to do something bad to it. <laughs> yeah. And I think you know what movie I'm talking about on this one. Oh, absolutely. It was uh, it was one that I actually had asked for for Christmas from, from my wife and daughter. And they got it for me. And oh, I was, you naive person. I, I was so happy because I hadn't seen it since uh, since high school. And I remember it scaring the crap out of me in high school and sat down and watched the thing. And it was like, what was I, the biggest wuss in the world? This sucks. <laughs> and that movie would be... Horror High, a.k.a. The Twisted Brain. That's right. And our winner in the nomination for the Hall of Fame would be Trevor Rukert. I drew the, I drew the names out of a hat at home. Okay. Uh, I'll get a hold of Trevor and find out how I can get him so I can get the damn copy out of my house. <laughs> hey, at least at least we didn't uh, we haven't given away any copies. Maybe we'll do it next year of Die You Zombie Bastards. 
we, of course, we haven't we haven't reviewed it. We haven't reviewed that one yet because that's that's the movie that's literally too bad to even review. Yes, we have standards. It's 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 almost bulletproof because it's so bad. Uh, never mind. Never mind. Okay, so I believe that brings us to the end of the first annual Larry Awards. Yes, and uh, I now, now you all want to drive home safely or get in your limos. <laughs> That's right. And if you happen to watch our Hall of Shame winner, don't do it on a full stomach. Uh, if they want to get keep, a hold, keep Motor nearby too. If they want to get a hold of us, let's just repeat our email address. Our email address is Secret Layer Podcast at gmail.com and they can find us at secretlayerpodcast.blogspot.com as well as secretlayerdrivein.podbean.com and you can subscribe on iTunes and our what is our movie for next time our movie for next time is a classic in anybody's book the Japanese actually cult classic Matango also known as Attack of the Mushroom People all right, and then after that one, I believe we're going back to our kaiju roots a little bit. Yep, we're going full circle, doing, um, when we started, the very first one we did was Gamera 2 Attack of Legion, which is the second in a trilogy. We are going to do the first one in the trilogy, which is Gamera Guardian of the Universe, the first one in the uh, famous Gamera reboot. Which, the 90s trilogy. Yeah, the 90s trilogy. Okay, and so for the Secret Lair Drive-In, this is D-Dub. And Stratosphere. Saying, go watch a B-movie, and why? Because these movies, movies, these movies... Let's try that again. Okay. This is D-Dub. And Stratosphere. Saying, go watch a B-movie, and why? Because these movies won't watch themselves, but they will give awards for them. (laughs) Later, folks. Bye, kids. Please remember to replace the speaker on the post when you leave the theater. Seven young people shipwrecked on a mysterious island. The island was deserted. Not even birds or animals dared to come here. What did they find? Seaweed, fish, and turtle's eggs. Anything we can eat, as well as snakes and lizards. Just let me finish. There's a lot of grass growing around here. You can eat the roots. You can eat the roots of a lot of plants here. Never thought of that, did you? They were driven to the edge of starvation. Food was scarce, and they were forbidden to eat the mushrooms that grew on the island. Fear and hunger turned them against each other. But Tango will help me live. I haven't been hungry since I left the ship. Maybe. Oh, help me. Help me. Please. Can't we eat the mushrooms now? That would really be the end of us. Akiko!
Matongo, the horrible mushrooms. Matongo, the vegetable monster. Can they escape the dreaded Matongo? You'll find out when you see Matongo.